0: Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported.
1: Previously on Quantum Kickflip.
2: The arborists have all gone to Prismadia to try and head off MIPER. Then there's this extra-dimensional research lab that might hold the proof of, of what, what they did to Vestiche. And, and then there's Myper headquarters itself, where one, you guys can get the proof out to everyone, and, and two, might be able to finally find out what's going on with Nick and, and everything there.
1: Myper is on their way to Empyrean to do to it what they did to Vestiche. You want to stop them?
2: Savitri looks to Farnam and Alexandra, who both nod.
1: Go do what you do best. Be a bunch of assholes. At
2: any point in the run, you can mark one treble to invoke a flashback to this planning scene we're having now. <laughs> so the terrain around you, this this tiled grid that goes out in all directions, melts away, and suddenly you are surrounded by foliage. It is it is lush, it is green, and you immediately rec- recognize you where you are as the golden jungle, or an approximation of it.
3: Oh my god, you're in the basement.
2: Miper is a very uh, hip, trendy company. So one of the things they have is a fitness center with a pool, uh, and the pool is a cylinder of water that just runs through the center. It's like suspended above a courtyard.
3: Elliot sees a problem with that, and is going to try and pull some swimsuits out of her backpack.
2: One lone figure remains poised, looking on as the rest of his order leaps into the battle. The high forester is waiting for something, something he prays will not come. There are a couple of mechanical figures in the distance.
4: Okay, Angus, it looks like we're gonna have to fight
2: these guys. Angus pulls out
1: his ray and fires. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 right.
2: You hear voices approaching, uh, and your attention is drawn over to one of these nearby floors. Um, And you see, kind of walking along this uh, outer hallway, a group of people wearing large, clearly labeled guest badges on lanyards. You also recognize the face of Lake's mom at the back of the crowd. everybody, and welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster actual play podcast. My name is Robin. I am your Slug Master and your host, and I am joined today by five of my best and funniest friends in the whole world, and they are going to introduce themselves for you now. I want you to introduce yourselves in the order of... uh, I think this will become apparent based on what we're doing tonight and where y'all are at. Uh, Whose character is best at hide-and-seek? Let's go worst to best, and if you want to toss in your go-to hiding spot, feel free.
1: Hello. My name is Lena Anderson, and I play Angus Franklin. Uh, He is the guts playbook with the skip mode runners, and if he was playing hide-and-seek, he would definitely just go outside and sit under the window and smoke a cigarette and uh, just wait until someone looks outside.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Classic.
5: Hello, I am Liam. I play Lake Marsden. She is the heart's playbook. She wields the reality cannon. And, uh, I think she's, yeah, probably not particularly good at hide and seek, uh, because she is very tall, as we have, uh, established, probably the second tallest member of Weird Gravity, uh, uh, only less so than Chester. Not the glowing
2: glitch, but, but well, the yeah, height I mean, is I, the
5: problem. I mean, <laughs> lifetime, <laughs> lifetime games of hide and seek, right? You know, pre and oh, post glitch.
4: <laughs> has her
2: game hasn't improved since the glitch.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my name is David Ray, and I play Chester Capone, who is the uh, grit playbook. And, uh, you know, Chester, A, doesn't usually need to hide, and B, uh, is probably, like, as he's hiding, frequently, like, moving and breaking things that will just alert attention towards him. And he's like, ah, oh, shoot, dang it, okay, no. <laughs> wait,
1: hold on, <laughs> yeah. Our two stolen characters are in a standoff (laughs)
3: Uh, Hi, my name is Glenna I play Elliot Buchanan She is the chill playbook She has a voidware backpack Which is a backpack that connects to a pocket dimension So of course she likes to hide inside her backpack uh, Which worked for a while But then people figured out that she was in the backpack And so they just needed to look for the backpack So it doesn't work as well But still, (laughs) you can hide a backpack And a pile of junk easier than you can hide a person So, you know Trade-offs. Uh, fair, did I fair. mention that she's the chill playbook?
2: I, I don't now. remember, but you have I now. I have now.
3: Uh, <laughs> she's also an aspiring singer-songwriter and plays guitar and has a band, and I like her.
2: And I'm Michael
0: Vench, and I'm playing Nick Lowe, the smarts playbook. He's the anime-loving, sword-wielding adventure boy, and uh, I think he'd be pretty good at, at hide-and-seek uh, with, with the ability to become a ghost, to walk through walls, to teleport places. Um, his, his best hiding place is everywhere.
2: Uh, and as I mentioned, I'm Robin, I'm your host and your slug master, and I guess this puts me at the end of the order. I think I'm pretty good at hide and seek, and if you (laughs) disagree, uh, try and, try and find me. (laughs) Uh, It's never been done. Uh, I love
4: how there was, like, a a debate where there was a rush to the bottom of that pile
2: of, like, (laughs) no, I'm, I'm worse. Uh, That says a lot about your crew, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Speaking of your crew, you're in, uh, you guys are in some, uh, precarious, uh, places when last we left you off at the, at the end of last episode, uh, you were launching a two pronged assault on, uh, on MIPER. Uh, half of you were going to, uh, their secret extra dimensional research lab to go and try and recover Chester's armor along with, you know, proof of MIPER's wrongdoing in the past uh, while the other group was headed to MIPER headquarters seeking to find out more information about, uh, what. Nick's uh, Nick's dad had to do with this whole situation, as well as uh, trying to find a way to get this proof out to everyone and to, to sort of broadcast their uh, their findings to uh, the entire Myper network. I I am on the edge of my seat to find out what happens. Uh, y'all ready to play some Slug Blaster? Let's yeah. go! Yeah! Woo! Let's do it. So I want to start uh, this session not with either of our teams of characters in their separate locations, but back where we started everything, under the bleachers, planning this heist uh, with Juniper Jenkins. Um, I want to I want to flash back to that moment when you guys were laying out uh, your plans. So you're all there underneath the bleachers. Juniper has like laid out. She's got coil bound notebooks and graph paper and she's she's underlined sections of Tristan Voss's audio autobiography and uh <laughs> has printed out some stuff from the internet and stuff and she's going through and kind of giving you guys a lay of the land. Uh, and she says, now um I think if if your main goal like if if the other team does their job and, and gets Chester's armor back, then you guys are gonna need a way to get that information out to well everyone. I mean if you if you just put it up on your MyPage, only people who follow your MyPage are going to see it and, and Myper can just pull it down they control the entire network so you're gonna have to find a way to to get it out to everyone instantaneously in a way where even if they try to to stifle it it'll be too late and and i i think i've figured out exactly how you can do that uh and she lays out a a paper with some information on it and says uh you guys are gonna need to access the mother console
1: uh angus taps his toe wait did i hear that right mother console
5: what
2: mother whose mother what whose mom's here (laughs)
1: <laughs> Angus instinctively looks over his shoulder.
2: <laughs> it's the main oversight transmitter hub and emergency relay. It's um, see, they they if they need to update the entire network or, or or the the system all at once, you know, they 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 have a separate terminal uh, with a with a unidirectional connection. It can it only sends out so that that way, you know, no one can hack in remotely and and tamper with MIPER's entire net, network. It would be catastrophic. So anytime they need to you know, send out a patch or an update or something that affects every micro device on the entire network. They use this main hub that you have to physically be present at in order to operate. And that's it's the only way to to send out something simultaneously to every device. It, it's a security feature. But I, I think if you guys can can get to it, then that's that's exactly what you need, right? So where is it? That's where things get complicated. It's located inside of Tristan's private office, which is already pretty locked down at the best of times you'd need tristan's personal m phone that she like carries with her in order to get through the door and and you know that's just the physical lock there's also bound to be you know people around who are going to wonder what you're doing there um but yeah it's 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 locked down pretty tight and i i as far as i can tell the only way in is is with tristan's personal m phone well, and I mean, I don't even know how to find Tristan's mother. <laughs> um, Chester, it's not—it's not, it's not literally—it's it, an acronym. I said what the acronym stood for. Oh, but you said it really fast, and that you know that doesn't help. It's okay. You're on the other team. It doesn't matter. It's it just—they'll oh. tell
3: you where to go. If we can get there, I think I might be able to get the phone.
2: Well, incredible! I here's hoping you're right. And I'm I'm
5: banking on my ability to just get us in. So glad Glad Elliot has a plan.
0: <laughs> Juniper, you mentioned that from this mother console we'd be able to broadcast out. Do you think there's any chance that we could I don't know also access the the rest of Miper's
2: social media accounts? You mean like post something to their pages?
0: Yeah, if we can if we can get the right information, there might be a way that we can make it look like Miper's telling on themselves.
2: I hadn't even considered that. That's brilliant. Yeah, it would be. You wouldn't even be. They wouldn't even be able to trace it to you. Yeah, I. I think that's probably possible. I mean, the whole thing is it's it's unidirectional. No one, no one can get in remotely. But as as long as you're there at the terminal, you should be able to send out information via any channel you decide. Nick, that's that's brilliant. Well,
0: I don't know if I'd be able to look through the systems well enough, but see, Jennifer, I've I've had a little work in progress going here. Uh, Can I invoke, uh, it's been a while since I've used this, one of my other gear, a work in progress from the smart Yeah, Uh, And I want to pull out both my dad's old drow laptop
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and
0: something that I've built similarly that would act as like a remote patch in for that. Okay. So if we were able to get the, the remote piece that I have connected to the system, Juniper could actually be one to do some of the actual uh, more intense uh, hacking and, and computer interfacing like she was doing at, at the drow facility back on New Year's, things like that, stuff that Nick might not be as intuitive as, or just like, she, she outclasses him in this. She she clearly does.
2: <laughs> oh, dope. So she, she would be able to give you guys a hand remotely. I love that. Yeah, you can absolutely invoke that. Sweet.
0: Oh, hopefully there's a long enough extension cord to plug in the laptop up behind the bleachers here, but <laughs> th- this would get you in, and I... <laughs> Gosh, I, I think you give us a better chance than I do if,
2: if we're up at the console there. I mean, I'll I'll try my best. Now, I know you're also looking for info about your dad, and uh, I—that's the one place where the mother console isn't going to help. It's—it's it's meant to, you know, send out updates and and access the network. So they—they they don't keep sensitive information on it. They don't really keep much of anything on it because you know it—it it could easily get sent out to all devices you you guys are if you get the proof from Chester's armor you're gonna have to like hardwire into the system but as far as finding info about your dad and and any secret files that Miper might have I I I mean that was harder for me to find They don't exactly broadcast where they keep their secrets but I have to imagine that holding Tristan's personal m phone and standing inside Tristan's personal private office you know that those are the first two places I'd check so no that that makes sense It's it's in there somewhere. I mean, and if you happen to run into Tristan's mother, uh, you know, she probably knows what's going on. (laughs) I mean, I I imagine she's probably long dead, Chester. We've already had this whole conversation about how Tristan's actually a lot older than you all uh, seem to just kind of assume that she was. Because she's bathes in the
1: blood of virgins. Yes, we've been over this. Based
2: on no canonical information given to you by any kind of higher GM authority of any kind. You all just kind of made an assumption about her age and then it made for a weird <laughs> continuity thing. But but yeah, we've already been over this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one's better though.
5: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm just trying to participate and I'm just listening as hard as I can. No, We, we appreciate you, Chester, but uh, you got to get your head screwed
2: on for Dimension M, my dude. Oh, yeah. Who knows what's there? Yeah, and Juniper kind of rifles through her notes and is like, yeah uh the thing about that is um and then she just sort of sets the notebooks down and is like i'm sorry guys this there's nothing about that whatever whatever you're heading into here it's it's a total blind spot i'm afraid you're just gonna have to think on your feet and with that i want (laughs) to go catch up with angus and chester yes
1: yes, (laughs) yes yes yes
2: So, Chester and Angus, uh, you just watched a Hyper Hornet explode into goo, and beyond it in the distance, there are two uh, MIPER robots with uh, heavy artillery looking directly in your uh, your vicinity. You're, you're in a, what you have determined to be a simulation of the Golden Jungle. Your surroundings appear to be the Golden Jungle, but you saw before, before they loaded that it was like a, a tile map and a, and a big grid. You haven't got a great lay of the land from that view it was really hard to kind of discern what was where because everything just looked like tiles um but you are are aware that you're inside some sort of a training protocol uh simulation facility thing uh and you are being faced down by two miper robots who uh are advancing towards you what do you do
1: shoot it (laughs) i shoot it
2: yeah, we uh we're going to we're going we're gonna, to I think at at the start we're just going to uh fight. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um let's set up a progress track for you guys. Um you're you're trying to fight these robots and and I'm assuming the larger goal is to like get out of this simulation and and go find the armor, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And you guys determined last time that you're in sort of a like like a holographic reality that's like it's not really real but it's real in your mind kind of like kind of like a sort of a matrix like the movie the matrix like that like the <laughs> matrix from the movie the matrix so i think for this your your progress track to get out of this matrix that you find yourself in is going to be simulation
1: <laughs> no matrix oh, yeah. is so much shorter yeah
2: well it's the finale <laughs> there's got to be stakes baby it's <laughs> ah. <laughs> could,
1: could
2: okay. actually, actually simulate crumb not simulation
1: oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I th- yes, same number of letters. I'll allow it. Whatever you want.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's as many vowels in that. Word, that's true, actually. and you
2: have to I buy should... the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! the oh, no. in-game slug blaster currency. <laughs> <laughs> the vowel buying system. Uh, so that's the first time that we have filled up the entire progress track with letters. Since <laughs> that's, that's as many. <laughs> that's the longest word it lets you do in our digital playbooks. So. Uh, have fun, gang. Keep in mind you can spend kick to take out more than one spot on the track. Uh, yeah, let's get some rolls and some
1: offers. All right. Uh, Angus is on his hoverboard. Uh, Negare came out the moment he saw the Hyper Hornet, so he's ready to go. Uh, I'm gonna add a die and a kick from my guts, uh, and I'm gonna try to look cool. He's gonna like try and shoot in the middle of an ollie. <laughs> Doesn't go well for him, because I rolled a three.
2: Oh, boy. Angus, which one were you trying to fire on? There was sort of a a humanoid-looking, like, uh, robot man, and then one that was more, like, insectoid flying creature-looking.
1: Uh, I think he would instinctively go for the bigger target, so probably the humanoid-looking one.
2: Yeah. Uh, you raise your nega ray uh, and you fire, and, like, you've been amped for this run. You've been excited to finally be able to give Miper hell and to, like not have to, to hide or fake it anymore that, like, you get to just sort of unleash upon, and especially because you're on, like, the combat mission here. You raise your negare and you're sure you've got this thing dead in your sights and you fire off a blast, but it doesn't connect. Um, as you watch this thing sort of, uh, it's running towards you and it, like, flickers and statics out and as your shot goes through it disappears, but then reappears a moment later, looking uncannily like your own uh, teleportation ability of your skip mode runners. Uh-oh. And it comes directly Ooh. towards you uh, and I think we're gonna hit you with a, a slam right out of the gate here. It's going to uh, use its big hefty robot fist and just it just punches you and <laughs> takes you in the face. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I mean... He's got skip mode abilities. I got skip mode abilities. I'm going (laughs) to mark one boost to use my chrono clip and avoid the slam. Uh, He also glitches out and reappears uh, just behind this robot, Uh, not through teleportation, but by jumping ahead in the time stream just a little bit. You can't go very far with these skip modes. And then Angus will just, like, turn around and fire at its back again.
2: (laughs) All right. We'll see how that plays out in a moment. But I want to check in with Chester.
4: Uh, so Chester, uh, starts moving forward, uh, quickly dials in on his forearm, uh, to use the tracer, uh, bugs that kind of, like, will zap him a little bit, uh, fires a few of them out, uh, hoping to stun them, and then engages the heavy-duty servos to jump up, grab the bug by the head, and then, like, fall to the ground, Slamming him into the ground as he goes in some sort of, you know, uh, uh, Capone cutter is what I'm going to call it. Uh, Just grabbing him down this way out of nowhere. uh, And I mean, uh, wrestling people would be like, isn't that just an RKO? No. No. Uh, you have to take that from the parts unknown region of France in order to do that. It, this is just a
2: Capone cutter instead. So <laughs> so you're doing the weapon systems and the heavy duty servos? Is that is that right? That's correct. Both of them. So I'm going to give you an option here. I th- I think you either need to roll for each thing that you're using, for each thing that you're doing. Like we're going to either need two rolls or one roll with some kick on it. Um, but then it's a pass fail for for both of those. <laughs> um, so you you tell me how you want to divide this up. But I I feel like it's going to take either a kick or or two rolls.
4: Okay, uh, I'm going to do uh, to do s- two separate rolls. I'm going to use an extra die from the armor uh, hmm. for the sake of the bugs that come out, and then an uh, an extra die for the second attack, and that's the capone cutter because that involves actually fighting. So uh, the first attack, the highest roll is a four and the- Make Success. S- Mixed success. And the second is a six. So the Capone cutter is perfect. The tracer bugs, mm-hmm. there might be a problem.
2: Yeah, and remind me here, mm-hmm. you're, you're Capone cutting the, the flying one and tracer That's bugging the, the walking one. Okay.
4: Oh, well, I, I was doing it on both. I was targeting the tracer bug to try to stun them, hopefully, and make my Capone Cutter work better. Uh, that's I was focusing on one uh, creature.
2: Oh, so it's all focused on one. I see. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, So you fire up this swarm of, of uh, are they tracer bugs or taser bugs? I think we've said both. I've said tracer all today, but that's
4: because I forgot the word taser.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm going to call them Taser Bugs. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's fully on me for that one, yes. So
2: you send up this, this swarm of Taser Bugs. Um, it, it's a mixed success, so it, it makes contact. We're going to add uh, add one to your progress track here. You have uh, damaged this flying robot successfully. And I think as as you intended here, it's sort of softened this thing up a little bit, uh, which helps to explain why your subsequent maneuver is gonna go off so flawlessly, but we need a complication for that mixed success. Uh, and I think what it is, you watch as this flying robot gets zapped by these taser bugs. Uh, it's clearly not, uh, not happy to have been zapped by these, but then you see it sort of send out a pulse of its own and those taser bugs, maybe they have a little light on each of them that uh, goes from green to red. Uh, maybe it's nothing quite so on the nose, uh, but you see them all instantaneously whip around and start heading back towards Angus and this thing has successfully uh reprogrammed your taser bugs to attack your own party. So Angus you're going to have something to deal with in a second here. Mm-hmm. But but then
4: I do grab the bug and and slam him down kind of a thing. Although the the bu- uh, my my taser bugs are off doing Something. Exactly,
2: yes. Yeah. So, so that's your complication, but you follow through with your initial maneuver um, and describe to me what this Capone cutter looks like because it is a complete success. So just imagine, like, I, I'm
4: seeing this uh, flying bug uh, robot to be somewhat like a bee. Is that, would that make yeah. sense? Yes. Yeah, I think we said, like, cross between a, a
2: hornet and a helicopter.
4: Yes. So I uh, Chester uh, jumps up, grabs it by the head, and... Uh, Chester kind of, like, lays out with his back to the ground and just engages the heavy-duty servos to pull him down. And uh, Chester lands on his back, crashing with the the bug uh, beside him. And uh, Chester rolls out of it and is waiting to, like, go after the robot afterwards. As he sees
2: all my taser bugs go after Angus and just, like, (gasps) (laughs) <gasps> <laughs> uh so Angus, you uh yeah. go to shoot this thing in the back, but you are are distracted by this swarm of taser bugs headed towards you. I realize that you tried to look cool on your last roll, uh, and that's supposed to make consequences worse. Um uh, so yes. you've avoided your slam, but you are are uh, you are threatened. Uh but uh would be unfair not to give you a moment to react here. Uh what's Angus's play?
1: Yeah, uh I think I'm just gonna run up a tree and shoot them.
2: yeah Um, as established many times at this point you don't need to roll to walk up walls so you're able to do that but we are going to need to roll to see how well this entire offer goes
1: for you I want style is the thing So I'm gonna (laughs) try to look cool again. And I'm gonna remember this time that I have show off and I get plus one D six when I try to look cool. (laughs) There you go. And I'm going to add a die from my skip modes. So I'm rolling three D six. There's a six.
2: Beautiful, perfect success. Uh, You're uh, taking out these, we're gonna mark the progress track. Uh, Yeah, tell me how you obliterate these taser bugs.
1: Ooh, I appreciate that this is marking the progress track. I was worried that it wouldn't because it was technically our weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, I am very good with that. Um, I think Angus is actually going to hang close to the tree for as long as he can. He sees them closing in, and he's not going to run up just yet. And he waits, and then... Right near the last moment, he hops off his hoverboard, uses a combination of his anti friction outsoles and his powered minsoles to race up this tree lightning fast. And I imagine all the taser bugs kind of crash into the tree like, doo, 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 doo. and that's when he just like starts firing.
2: Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Yeah, I love that. Yeah, these things uh, explode. I I wanna uh, I wanna throw this to Chester and and be honest here did you have a set number of taser bugs or how does this work? Like as you know what? I think it would be unfair to take your weapon systems fully offline because Angus has destroyed your taser bugs. I think on the other hand, it's more just, there's the constant threat that like, you now know that these Miper bots can potentially reprogram your, your go-to weapon system. It, it's less of a, like you can't use it and more like, do you want to risk using it? I like that right. as the, as the sort of complication going forward. Sure. But yeah, you obliterate these bugs. You have uh, made a dent uh, in one of these two robots, uh, but they're both still coming for you.
4: Angus, oh no, I'm so sorry. I didn't even mean to. Uh, I didn't think that the bugs could be just taken over like that. Um,
1: Uh, Man. Good for us to know, I guess.
4: I mean, if they can hack into us, doesn't it make sense that- We
1: can hack them. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And Chester l- trying to like look around, trying to be receptive to any possible <laughs> avenues to like, how could I possibly? As he, you know, <laughs> maybe he continues trying to fight uh, the bug in front of him, but
2: you know, yeah, I love that offer. We're gonna we're gonna leave you guys in that moment of realization, and uh, and give me time to think about how to pay that off but yes Chester's (laughs) scanning for some way to hack in uh, as you guys have realized that if they can use your tricks on back on you you might be able to use their tricks back on them Uh, but let's go check in with the (laughs) HQDs
5: lake uh is toweling off i think we've we've just sort of grabbed a pile of
2: complimentary towels um <laughs> yeah you guys have just emerged from that uh cylindric pool running horizontal through the center of this atrium uh you're on kind of a catwalk above it i think is how he described it like there's ladders going from the top of the cylinder up to a catwalk so that you can get out and towel off and do your thing um, and you've noticed that on one of the nearby levels uh, that there is a uh, tour group walking by uh, emblazoned with the Doorways logo and featuring uh, one Molly Marsden.
3: So you say emblazoned with the, tour, the Doorways logo, and I just think that they've all been branded.
2: Yeah, I phrased that weirdly. <laughs> They're wearing Doorways t-shirts and swag. Break- a lot of windbreakers. Some fanny packs. <laughs>
1: visor? Visor?
2: Oh, a visor for sure. There's some mm, visors yes. in the mix.
1: Molly's wearing a visor.
4: One person is branded fully into their flesh, like a f-
2: with a, a hot iron. Oh my God.
0: But it's like a tramp stamp, so you don't see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's just
2: peeking out the bottom of the back of the shirt. Yeah.
5: Uh, yeah, so then Lake finishes drying off, and as the towel comes down over her face and she opens her eyes, she sees her mom gasps and, you know, turns 180 degrees to uh, hide behind a wall.
3: Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Elliot, Elliot, Nick, get down. Get down. Oh, did you know your mom was going to be here?
5: No, I did not know my mom was going to be here because we are not really talking right now. We're just letting each other do whatever we want, <laughs> and that has not de- clearly come back to bite me in the ass. Like, <laughs> under the towels, <laughs>
2: under the towels. Here, here, under my towel. Elliot, <laughs> uh, put your towel on top. Towel on top of Lake. As you lay the towel <laughs> over top of Lake, uh, it takes on Lake's glitch from outside and, <laughs> and, and lights up in, in multicolored glitched out static. Yeah, no, this isn't going to work. We just need to be, whatever it is we're
5: doing, it needs to be as far away from that door group as as possible. Um can I get a lay of like kind of what route they're taking? Um cuz you described this as like an atrium, so I imagine all the like the walkways are essentially around the perimeter. Right?
2: Yes, exactly. And so they're on uh on uh let's say the the second floor like the first sort of upper level. Uh and I think they're they're more or less level with you. Maybe you're a little bit up from them. Um but they uh y- you've got a sort of a clear line of sight to them, which means they also have uh, a pretty unobstructed line of sight to you. There are further floors higher up, but I think you can tell that like where where the the lower levels are very open air, like they they look right out into the atrium and seem like you you can see stairways connecting some of the lower levels. Uh, at a certain point, those stairways stop and you realize that like the upper levels are are more glassed in. Uh, and you get the sense that maybe the the uh, executive floors are something that you would need to access via elevator and maybe have some level of uh, security clearance or at least an appointment uh, to be there. And then below you on the ground level is sort of an open courtyard where you see people just kind of uh, making their way back and forth, uh, hurriedly heading back from lunch breaks and and back into the workstations and stuff. I'll throw in one more detail. I think on the uh, main floor you see like a, uh, what is clearly a restaurant uh, where like you know, uh, employees can go on a lunch break. Um, but like it's along one edge of this courtyard, uh, but like where the opening is to like enter into the restaurant, you can see like like the lighting is completely different. and and as you look like something seems off in an uncanny way at first where you just like can't quite put your finger on like, what looks weird about that restaurant? And the longer you look at it, you realize that the entire opening is like a portal and it's it's like a Greek restaurant, but it looks like there's just a portal to Greece. In that <laughs> stall, uh, <laughs> where you can go and oh eat God. authentic Greek food uh, on your lunch break, and then step back through the portal and head back to work. Incredible!
0: Is it specifically to this Greek restaurant every time, or does it like the menu changes up day and? Goes I to think a you can portal? you
2: can alternate where it what country it goes to. Like, you know, Taco Tuesdays, the portal leads to Mexico for authentic street food. It um, <laughs> <laughs> leads to a Mexican street where you can get street food. <laughs> Very good.
0: Sorry about the towel. Like, sorry, I. I, I feel like wherever we we ended up porting in, we we need to get higher. Remember when we were up in Tristan's office? It it definitely had a view, so it, it couldn't have been on the lower floors.
5: Yeah, no. Let's uh, let's not spend any more time down here. Uh, and then she's like realizing she's wearing a full bathing suit. Uh, reaches into Elliot's bag. Pulls out her overalls and t-shirt and just sort of wears her bathing suit as underwear. We're not you know, <laughs> time to go change again. Um, you you all do it, do as you please, but
3: I mean our clothes are also soaking wet because we portaled right into the, <laughs> the, the pool.
2: <laughs> I mean you got a reality cannon that can do something about that. Oh, God jeez, uh, yeah. Like starts putting
5: on the t-shirt, realizes like yeah wet jeans, right? Yeah. Like, wet.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's let's make our way to a stairwell and maybe try and dry off. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, stairwell, stairwell first, drying second. We definitely won't leave wet footprints uh, away. And Lake leads the charge trying to go find the next closest stairwell or or elevator or, I don't know, teleportation
2: uppies, whatever. <laughs> I, that makes total sense. I, I'm going to give you guys that you, you can sort of scamper to a stairwell and regroup for I'm not going to make you roll to sort of duck away and and uh and change clothing here i am gonna say that as you make your way over uh you you can sort of like as you move along this catwalk you get uh, a sense of of the lay of the land a little more and i think you can see where there appears to be like fancy looking elevators uh that might take you where you need to go it is on that the same level as the doorways tour group and sort of they are between you and it but you for the time being you you find a stairwell that you can sort of duck into and uh, you why I me mean, you tell me what you do next And these I, I, I just wanna I don't wanna like gotcha yeah. or anything but
5: we're in a stairwell there's no stairs leading up in lieu of these.
2: Elevators. There are like this yeah. stairwell
0: will go up a couple floors, but not as high as the elevator would. Exactly.
2: Yeah, this stairwell will will lead you down to the main floor or up to you know three or four. But at a certain point, the stairwell cuts off, and you're gonna you're gonna need to uh, at some point take that executive elevator.
5: Well, let's let's not take the elevator on the floor the tour group's on, uh, and Lake starts scampering up the stairs. <laughs> Wait, Lake,
0: I I Lake, I just changed. Can you dry us off?
5: <laughs> oh right. Uh, uh yeah no I'm wet too. Right this. Uh. Okay, yeah, I guess concept inverter. Let's turn literally in the example. Uh, something might go from dry to wet or wet to dry. Is the example in the <laughs> ability for concept <laughs> inverter? Doing um, it by the book. I will what? add uh, a kick to get all three of us, and I will add one extra die.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And do we have any hype? Hype team? Hype?
1: We should have all our probably.
5: Hype. Yeah, we got all our all but one. Someone someone needs one last round. So I'm gonna roll three to dry us yeah, off. Yeah,
2: I'm going to say, as I love the offer of, of marking a kick to, to get the three of you, it's such a, sm- I, I don't want to make you burn a resource just to dry off. It's it's such a cosmetic difference that that feels mean. Um, use as many dice as you want, but uh, sa- save your kick. You're, you'll need it later. Sweet.
5: Three kick, or three, three dice.
2: Uh, four. Mix success. <laughs> how, do I, how do I mix this success? So we are dry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So you target the 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 uh, the three of you with your reality cannon, um, using the concept inverted dirty from Wet to Dry. Uh, you are able to do that. It's a success after all. Um, you you are all back in your street clothes. Um, this this weird pool side quest is over. Uh, you, you're <laughs> back in your classic looks, uh, ready for action. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember the way that slug blaster works which is that the complication doesn't always have to come from the thing you're directly trying to do a complication is just a complication and it can take many forms as I think you hear the sound of that tour group getting closer to the doorway behind you and you realize like oh the the, the doorways people are in the doorway they' they're coming to this stairwell um, and uh, are, are hot on your heels here uh, not
3: to play dress up but I have an idea and I want to roll to pull some doorways and t-shirts from my backpack <laughs> uh, chill rolls with two every time and then I will mark a die from the backpack so that we can blend in with the tour group which might work as long as we don't say anything sure <laughs> that's a 6 and i also rolled doubles and the doubles were ones so that was very exciting for me. <laughs> <No. Ooh. laughs> Huge.
2: Uh, fantastic mark your style for the doubles and uh yeah you are able to pull exactly what you're looking for you you grab some doorways uh paraphernalia i'll give you their uh specifically doorways hoodies so you can even like get the hood up and kind of shield your face Sick. a little okay. bit. <laughs> um this is a complete success. I'm not trying to throw a complication on you here. This is just established canon that I feel needs to be addressed. As soon as Lake puts on that hoodie, yeah. the, it takes on Lake's glitch. Like, y- y- that's something that you're not going to avoid with any outfit change. Not not saying that your plan doesn't work as a result of that. Just just reminding everyone of the, the lore we've developed here. Can I make a
0: roll uh, and put some kick on it to try and uh, spread my astral phasing beyond just me to everyone else? In terms of, like, becoming more ghostly and maybe we can just, like, sort of stay to the side and then rematerialize at the back of the group.
5: No, but we got these great
0: hoodies. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the hoodies will help us blend in if other people see us with the group. But we don't have to be at the front of the group where your mom can see your glitch. (laughs) Ah, yes. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I will... Do that, and I said I was gonna throw a kick on it because there are multiple of us. Yeah,
2: this one feels higher stakes. I would like to get some kick for that one. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you need multiple or, or is, is one enough? <laughs> no, no, no. You're oh. good, you're good with one, but I, I just like I had just said like, oh, don't worry about marking kick for drying all of you, but like drying your clothes off cosmetically is one thing. This this has stakes, so I like throwing a kick on this.
0: And I'll throw on a die from my Rift Ninjas.
2: Am I allowed to use a hype die as well? Oh yeah. Go for it. Sweet.
0: Alright. 3d six with a kick and away we go six yes. beautiful
2: I I don't know how this works because last time we described it as like linking your cable up to Angus's shoes but these guys don't have shoe based abilities so it, maybe it's just a, like each of them takes takes your hand and and you try and spread it out across the three of you um you tell me how this works it's a complete success I think awkwardly enough Nick is just like, uh, get down and hug onto my shins,
0: and they both have to <laughs> kind of crouch and hold on to each one of his legs, so that as the Rifnin just kick up and sort of like the the phasing spreads from the shoes upward over him, it also covers them as it it
2: sort of fades them out. Uh, I love that. Yeah, you uh, duck behind because this this isn't like complete invisibility. Um, it's just like sort of intangibility and and sort mm-hmm. of stealthiness. Uh, so I think you mm-hmm. still do kind of duck to one side and, and kind of like off off in a corner. You I mean, were
0: like behind where the door opens into the stairwell.
2: Yeah. And I think the door even like as it flies open, it like passes through you like a little bit of you sticks out the other side of the door, but nobody notices. <laughs> but it just like you're kind of standing <laughs> not in the doorway, but literally standing in the door, uh, the door going through you uh, mm-hmm. as this tour group moves in. Um, and so the tour group begins taking the stairs, and we're just gonna like stay where we are and rejoin the tail end. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. So the the group uh, begins making their way up the stairs, and you can hear uh, sort of a uh, uh, an enthusiastic voice at the front of the crowd saying, "Oh, we just we we so appreciate this chance to see what it is you do here because we're we're very concerned about the children. You understand, I'm sure it." children are our most precious resources so we have to make sure we're protecting the children and you hear uh another voice respond uh you recognize a a sort of like beleaguered looking viper employee like yes yes of course Uh, i mean we're all we all love the the children that we're concerned about the children yes that's anyways if you'll just follow me upstairs we uh I'll, i'll lead you to the to the next stop on the tour here oh yes it's just it's very nice of you to be so cooperative you know some some groups can get Awfully combative with our organization, but <laughs> let me tell you, it doesn't work out too well for them. No, they, they underestimate uh, us at your peril. Uh, She's like, yeah, no, we, we're not underestimating with you. We want to work with you. It's it's fine. Just just please follow me, and we'll get to the next stuff." Oh, no, I, I just I appreciated this. And they kind of trail <laughs> off as they head upstairs. Um, you see Lake's mom is sort of further towards the back of the group, but you do see her pass by. Um, and uh, you you watch as the last few people start making their way up the stairs. Um, do you do you follow?
3: Yes.
5: I think as we as we phase back in uh, and join the end of this tour group, um, Blake's just like, "The hell is my mom doing here?" I, I feel I feel like I can't stay low key, but I want to I want to see where this goes. How about you guys?
0: I guess there's a chance we if we
3: just follow along, they might go right by the elevators. Elliot? Yeah,
5: totally. Let's
3: uh, see what's
5: up. We can always peel away if it gets too drastic, and then Lake sort of starts going up the stairs, but with her right like sideways, so that her right half is sort of hidden behind her left half. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> uh, and, like sideways, like crab walking up the stairs behind this tour group, just <laughs> <Stripping>. like, yeah, <laughs> annoyed that her mom is here and wants to see where this goes.
2: Ah, uh, beautiful. You follow the tour group up the stairs, and I think that's the perfect time to go check in on Dimension M. So Chester, when we last left you, you were invoking your receptive ability to try and find any sort of uh, weak point on these robots, anything that you could potentially use as a as a way to hack in and and turn the tide of this battle, much of the way that they hacked your tech. You want to hack their tech, so you're you're scanning these robots and and you're you're uh, trying to find any sort of like a data port or a panel that could be removed or something. And they're just like they're they're fully armored. And you just can't seem to find anywhere like it looks like they might even be either either remote controlled or some sort of AI. There doesn't seem to be any any sort of mechanism or, or uh, even like a, a port to hack into. Uh, and, and you're you're trying your hardest to notice any sort of detail there and you just can't seem to. Um, and you sort of frustratedly lean back and put a hand out uh, against a tree. And as you do, you realize that the tree is like. Part of this constructed environment—it's—it's it's one of the pillars uh, that you saw before everything like took on uh, the hologram, uh, mm. and you've rested your hand against a place in the bark of the tree where you notice like there's a there's a seam in the bark. There's like a rectangular seam, almost like a, a cover, or a panel of some kind on the bark of this tree that otherwise looks like bark, but there's clearly like there's a there's a seam here, and that's what you notice with your receptive ability. <laughs> So it's like
4: the illusion or or whatever of the the virtual world is uh, cannot fully hide uh, this physical thing. Yeah. So I try to like uh, open up the bark or whatever and to see see if it reveals anything.
2: Yeah, underneath you do see some like some wiring and some ports. I don't think you, Chester know what to do with this necessarily no. but you found an access point into the sure. sort of guts of this this simulation room that you are in um, and you might just have someone with you who is canonically and mechanically good at uh, tinkering with electronics in a way that that has like in-game mechanical advantages. <laughs> oh
4: yeah yeah like uh, uh, Chester like looks over and the camera pans back uh, uh, like back from his vision to uh, reveal mm-hmm. Angus I, I look over at him and... Angus Angus come here uh, uh, there's a port here it, it it's it's I think I think it's an actual like thing where we can hack into.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Angus will, uh, he's up a tree right now. Chester's at the base of another tree. Maybe he'll, like, grappling hook himself back down.
4: Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll cover you. Uh, y-
2: you, get a, a handle on this. And- oh,
1: yeah, he's shooting as he goes, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I want to get a roll for, like, uh, Angus, I assume you're gonna, you're gonna try and hack into this system. Oh, yeah, fam. Beautiful. Uh, I want a roll for that, and then I also want a roll for, like, the offensive maneuver that you're doing here. So let's get Chester to roll for like covering Angus and damaging the robots. Angus might be involved in that process too, like you're both firing, but let's get Chester to roll for that one. And Angus, you can roll for the 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 hack into the system here, which like, you know, Chester's involved there. He helped you find the panel, but, but we'll get one of you to roll for one and one of you to roll for the other. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to sacrifice my body for this to get an extra
4: couple of D6s. I will take a slam from this. Okay. uh, Because, you know, I need to protect my boy. (laughs) So I'm just doing everything I can to fight anything that draws near. So, like, I'm, I'm kind of like a defenseman in front of this port... Uh, I'm not trying to necessarily do a ranged thing, but anything that draws near, I'm just punching, I'm kicking, I'm throwing things, whatever it is. And fortunately, from those uh, die, I get a
2: six. All right, complete success. So, Chester, yeah, you you uh, take your position. Angus is, is uh, grappling, hooking himself over to... Uh, this panel that you found, and you kind of post up in front of them, ready to uh, fend off these these robots. You're gonna take a slam from this because of the invility you evoked. evoked. So even though this is a success, we're uh, we're going to mark your progress track. You are doing damage to these things, um, but I think I know how you get your slam. As they are advancing towards you, you've kind of you've got your you know, got your arms up, boxer stance, trying to fend them off. If they get in too close, you give them a shove with the heavy duty servos, that sort of thing. I think at one point you maybe engage your danger arc to to try and actually blast one of them. Yep. And uh, as you do that, I think it's the, the more humanoid looking one, you go to give it a blast with the danger arc and it suddenly is encased in a glowing bubble that looks uncannily like your own force field, uh, which reflects the shot directly back at you. Uh, and I think you—we're uh, going to give you the slam. That's—that's f- that's where you take your slam. Is that you? Your own danger arc is refracted back at you. Um, what do we call that? I'm trying to think of a cool danger pun, but I can't.
1: <laughs> danger zone. No. Let's um. dangerous. <laughs> That's
2: nothing. <laughs> we'll just go with blasted. You got you got shot. You got <laughs> shot with a blaster. You're blasted.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> definitely better than ours. <laughs> Good call.
2: <laughs> yeah, you feel this shot uh, refract back, and, and it kind of catches you in the shoulder, and 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 leaves a scorch on your armor. Uh, and you uh, you know that you're gonna feel that. Uh, after the run is through, uh, as one of your slam boxes is now filled. Uh, But you are able to successfully fend them off and even put in a few dents. We've marked another spot. Uh, S-I-M-U is gone. Lation is all that's left. Angus, let's get a roll for this attempt to hack the system. Um, Uh, Yeah. I
4: I do want to offer something to uh, Angus, as, like, I'm fighting these things. I want to turn to Angus. It's just like, remember your training. Now, to Angus, this may not seem apparent that there was any training at all. However, (laughs) when Angus was staying with Chester over the course of that period, over uh, Christmas or whatever, uh, uh, Angus starts remembering all of the classic films that involve hacking that he watched with Chester. (laughs) Uh, You know, stuff like uh, Hackers, The Matrix... Uh, You know, seen episodes of uh, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation where they had the holodeck. Sneakers, uh, Tron, The Net with Sandra Bullock, uh, Johnny Mnemonic, Westworld from 1973. Yes, there was a movie back then. Uh, That was the one they watched. Uh, War Games with Matthew Broderick where, you know, all the things were controlled by the internet somehow. Uh, The Lawnmower Man, uh, Office Space uh Lawnmower Man part 2 beyond cyberspace oh my God. <laughs> three more <laughs> uh uh the 13th floor from 1999 that was a little bit more recent just came on VHS just in time um uh uh oh you uh frankly that's all of them i i did <laughs> no, I a little bit of a... <laughs> you that's fine. that's plenty where are you going with this <laughs> well this was all a montage i it was just a montage that's just flooding back to angus because you know uh what what if this is not quantum kickflip without a, a chester montage but this time it has angus in it as they watch a bunch of dumb <laughs> movies <laughs> Oh, I see. Uh, so I, I guess because we're using that flashback mechanic, I'm gonna take the trouble on that. The, uh, it was one, uh, one point okay.
5: of trouble. Jesus. I was really like you're like taking Lena's turn, but you're using the flashback thing. Sweet. Okay. Yes, that's exactly
2: yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be technically a flashback to that, that specific planning scene, but I love this too much. So sure. Mark your trouble, and Lena, you've got uh, an extra die or kick to use as you see fit on this hack attempt. Oh
1: my god, okay.
2: (laughs) Chester was like 800 moves ahead on this chess game
1: by accident. Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. Uh. All of those memories uh uh come flooding back to Angus of all the many 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 movies. I don't know if we had established how long Angus stayed with Chester. I feel like it would have been uh two, maybe three weeks tops. Um, Yeah, and every night was movie night. Every night was movie night. night. Every single (laughs) night. Uh, and if it was Saturday, it was a double feature. Uh,
4: yeah, and, and yeah. anytime a really cool hack happened, Chester like looked over and was like, huh? Wasn't that cool? And that, that was that's what's imprinting on you,
1: yeah, yeah, mm hmm. Uh, I'm going to rip out a bunch of wires. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a way to go with (laughs) it. Sure.
0: So many montage shots of clicking keyboards (laughs) and everything just like zooming by and then just yank.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go for it. Okay. I have an extra die, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm (laughs) Jesus. Um, I'm going to mark three kick. Perfect. Uh, I want to take a big chunk out of this progress track, and I have a funny feeling that uh, I'm not going to fail. Oh, I want to look cool. <laughs> I'm good. 3d6, three kick. Okay. <laughs> two. No. <laughs> I rolled a two, but I have raw talent. Which is? You've always just been really good at tinkering with electronics, if this would help you with an action, you can mark one trouble to upgrade a one to three result into a four to five result. Arrowing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, my God. Apparently watching a bunch of movies is not the same as learning how to use
2: computers.
1: (laughs) Oh, but Angus will look over his shoulder at you and say, I'm in.
2: (laughs) All right. That's beautiful. You put how much kick on that? Three. (laughs) So a normal success would be marking one spot on the track. And three kicks, so that's marking four spots. I'm doing that math right, correctly?
1: Yeah, correct? You're the GM, so yes, 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 you are correct. Yeah,
2: okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. I love this. Here's what happens. You reach into this panel. You grab a fistful of wires and just yank them out. Um, This uh, sends out a shower of sparks. um, And... uh, you, you managed to yank your head away in time. We're not giving you a slam here. The, you tried to look cool. The complication needs to be worse oh. than that.
1: I was fully ready to get electrocuted.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's oh. It's got to be worse. I don't know what you were necessarily attempting to do. Like, it, Had you been hacking in, I would have gotten your intent of like, what what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to <laughs> end the simulation? Are you trying to whatever? But, but you don't really get a say in that because you've just ripped a bunch of wires out. Uh, so I think what mm-hmm. starts happening is that the hologram... The holographic environment around you starts just uh, channel flipping between different realities. So it's the golden <laughs> jungle, and then it's calorian and then it's the waking pits. But it's only ever any of them for, like, seconds at a time. You're you're moving through, uh, it's, you know, it's night, it's day, it's cold and freezing, it's hot and humid. It's almost like you're living through an actual montage. <laughs> you have turned the environment around you into a montage uh, that is happening to you now. Um, I, I think the reason that this clears so much of the progress track is that every time it flickers between realities for, for just a second, you get a view of the, the unmodified room and you're able to start to get your bearings and and you see an exit there is there is a door there are some robots between you and it but you you are able to sort of navigate your way through uh, it is very disorienting that every few seconds uh, you're in a new completely different world but each time you get that glimpse you're able to sort of chart your course a little clearer so that's why why it takes out so much um mm-hmm. the complication here i i think this is too big of an uh too big of a, a play that you've made here for it to go unnoticed. Mm. And you hear uh, that same voice that initially said, like, loading, training, simulation, six dash, whatever. Uh, you hear that same voice echoing over the speakers uh, saying, intruders detected, self-destruct sequence initiated. Oh. Oh. And we're going to start a danger track here. Anytime we get a failure, uh, it's going to mark the track of boom. <laughs> <laughs> she- uh, you got four letters to get out of this dimension.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good right. thing Angus said I love you in the last episode. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So that is your complication from this big success.
1: All right, let's go. <laughs>
2: Hello, beloved listeners. It is your Slugmaster Game Blaster podcaster here, as always, to thank you so very much for listening, even more than usual, because we're almost at the end of the season, and it's got me all misty and reflective and full of gratitude. So thank you. Thank you, damn it. Uh, And hey, if you want to recommend us to friends or leave us nice ratings or reviews on a podcast app of your choosing, I'll just be even more thankful next time. And what would that even look like, right? Can you imagine? Let's find out. Uh, We are at Quantum Kickflip on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow us for new episode updates, memes, audiograms, and more. Uh, You can also subscribe to us on Patreon, where for just five bucks a month, you can get early access to every new episode of Quantum Kickflip, as well as bi-weekly bonus content. We've got some really cool exclusives in honor of our finale, including more than one round of outtakes. We usually do one per run, uh, but this run ended up being so long and so full of hilarious goofs that we're going to have to break it up into multiple outings. And I promise you don't want to miss any of them. I'd also like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. Check them out at amaas.ca. And finally, we are proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network, who have a ton of amazing, locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. We release Quantum Cakeflip bi-weekly, so you can catch the next chapter on Wednesday, July 20th, and then the final, final episode of Season 1 will drop on August 3rd. And hey, if you just can't wait to see what happens next, you can subscribe to our Patreon and hear new episodes two days early. Anyway, we are going to get you right back to the action here. But first, I'm going to throw it over to the head of doorways for some public service announcements. Hello, everybody. It's me, Jeffrey Glenn Gunderstack, the head of doorways. I don't think my name's been said in the episode yet. I think that's maybe going to happen in a in a subsequent episode, which is a shame cause it's a wonderful name, but that's a little spoiler for you, looking ahead. Jeffrey Glenn Gunderstack's the name, and I'm here to just tell you a few quick public service announcements. Today's episode was brought to you by Park Power. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet electricity and natural gas from. If you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of these utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. You, as the consumer, have the choice of who you pay your bills to. Why not choose your friendly local utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca. That's parkpower.ca. I don't know how I feel about this. Generally, I'm always in favor of... More regulation. You know, too much choice, too much freedom can actually lead to some some dangerous areas. Better to strip people of all their all their power and all their freedom and all their choice and just just tell everyone exactly what to do and how to live, is my opinion. But I guess that's, that's not a feeling that's shared by Park Power, so if you're one of these radicals who wants to support local and, and invest in your community, I guess maybe that's for you. Today's episode was also brought to you by Taproot Edmonton. Taproot publishes weekly roundups on a variety of topics, including food, tech, health innovation, arts, regional news, and business. Taproot gathers up the headlines and happenings on these files and delivers them to your inbox. You can get one or two for free, and if you want more, become a Taproot member. Then you can get as many as you want, plus other perks, for just $10 a month or $100 a year. Get informed at taprootedmonton.ca. That's taprootedmonton.ca. Now, this is wonderful. Being informed. I always say information is key. Knowledge is power. It's, you have to be informed so that then you can take that information and limit how much of it you pass along to, to the children. You, you've got you've to have all the information so that you can control it and really control the people around you. That's, that's my feeling. So if you're interested in being fully informed, taprootedmonton.ca. Can't recommend it enough. All right, I think that's about it for me. Let's get you folks back to the action. It says here, get you back to the action. What action are we talking about? That sounds dangerous. Excuse me, what, what action are we talking about here? What action? Sweat beads on the brow of the high forester as he watches the carnage unfold. It is not caused by the tension alone. He can feel the temperature rising rapidly. He whirls around to see a second massive portal opening to the far side of the ring, glowing an ominous red and spewing forth steam and sparks. The high forester curses under his breath. It's as he feared. A long serpentine creature emerges from the portal, covered in crystal scales, winding and twisting its way around and through the center of the ring. It screeches, its jaw opening into three sections, revealing rows and rows of long, needle-sharp teeth. Atop its head sits some sort of a metal apparatus with a small antenna and a single blinking red light. Miper has taken control of the Kalorian phase dragon. The high forester begins to run, reaching into the pocket of his robe for an orb. He launches himself upward, careening through the open sky, directly towards the dragon, which lets out an enormous, bone-shaking roar. So the uh, headquarters strike team. You're making your way up the stairwell behind this group, and you uh, you head out onto the second floor, uh, or I guess a third floor now. Um, you came from the second floor. You, you head out onto the third floor. I think the entire time there's like some light chatter amongst the doorways uh, uh, members as you you move through and and you know chatting about this and that. But the entire time you can hear that same voice from the front of the sort of group leader. It, it's just it's a big voice, and it echoes back the whole time uh and you can you can hear that same voice saying we're just we're just very concerned you understand because we i I hope this was the voice I was doing a minute ago. I don't really remember <laughs> yeah, I think close. it's pretty close uh I'm gonna go with it <laughs> We're just, we're just concerned because you see a lot of, a lot of your products, whether you're designed, you know, we're not trying to cast any blame here, but whether you intended for it or not, these children are using some of your devices in, in very unexpected and troubling ways. They're accessing alternate realities and, and, and tearing the very fabric of space-time and, and as a parent, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's, it's uh, wrong. uh, you hear the other voice echo back. You know it's it's we we understand that's that's a valid concern, uh, and and MyPro wants to assure you that we're, your your children's safety is of course our our number one priority. We're we're always working to make all of our devices and all of our all of our software safer, uh, more user friendly, but but not only that, more parent friendly. Um, we're we're pioneering. Uh, well, here the the next stop on the tour. And you see them filing into a, uh, a big conference room. Now, I'm going to say the elevator, you can see that like that, that, that same elevator has, has uh, an exit on this floor as well. Um, so there is a big long, a big conference room that takes up like the entirety of one side of the, of the atrium. And it is entirely glass wind walls along the one side, like you can see into the conference room from the sort of hallway beside it. You see the doorways group is filing into there to receive some sort of a presentation. On the far side of the conference room at the other end of the far end of the hall, you can see that elevator. Uh, so your options here, as I see them, are continue on with this tour group into the conference room and try and listen in on, on what this presentation is all about. Try and make your way to the elevator, which will involve sneaking past the tour group and past this this wall of windows. Uh, or a third thing I haven't thought of. Hmm. <laughs> As much as Lake wants to to sort of see where her
5: mom's going, what this is about, my there's more than one familial relationship at play here. And I know we're trying to get we're, we're here on a mission. Uh, and if they're going to be sitting watching a presentation in this room, that's as good as they're they're not they're, they're less of a threat. So I hate to say it. I think I want to try to press on to the, the elevator. Uh, Lake says that, but in her voice to all of them elevator gang yeah
0: yeah if if you're if you're all right with leaving doorways here i i mean we've got a straight shot over there yeah they looks
5: like they're gonna get some boring presentation like right up their alley they'll, they'll be lapping this boring nonsense up uh let's let's go let's they're well they're distracted
3: yeah definitely
5: uh but you said we have to sneak past them like kind of pat like Someone will see that we are carrying on past the glass.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like this group that you're at the back of has now all filed into this conference room. And in order to get to the elevators, you have to walk directly Great. past this big wall of glass windows. I, I have my offer um, for how we can solve this. Mm-hmm.
5: I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, just change minor feature, just the, the typical parameter dial. And mm-hmm. I want to change this glass from uh, translucent to opaque. I want to make it frosted nice. glass, <laughs> just nice, nice, nice corporate frosted glass. And uh, I'm—we're not here to mess around. So I think uh, I think I'm going to use my middle finger on this one. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> if it goes wrong, a wall of glass shatters, and so that's not like
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, ooh, okay. Like, like this is a complete success. So you're able to do what you're doing here, but I yeah. think you do still need to move quickly because you fire yeah. off this lob shot. It frosts the glass, and immediately everyone in the room is like, "Hey, wasn't wasn't that glass uh, transparent a moment ago? When since when is that frosted glass? How, what happened just now? Is that like a feature of the room?" And the Miper lady is like, "That is not a feature of the room." Uh, some h- hang on one moment. I need to go check something and. Like red flags have been raised by the fact that you yeah. just transformed an entire wall of the room <laughs> that they are all inside, um, but it's a complete success. And as long as you move quickly here, you are able to uh, dart past.
0: Yeah, are we are we like hopping on boards and like zooming on through? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah let's zoom. Let's tricks, let's hoverboard tricks. to the elevator all
0: right, go, go, go. <laughs>
2: yeah, you all take to your boards and, and I think you kind of like, you're all crouched down quite low doing the, like maybe you're even trailing a hand along the floor as you uh, just zip past this conference room. Um, and I think you take the corner at the end of the hall uh, towards the elevators there, just as uh, as this Miper employee exits the room and goes looking around and, and she she just doesn't quite catch a glimpse of you. You come skidding to a stop next to this elevator. I think it's maybe like a little bit around a corner, um, just so that you're out of the way when this Miper employee pops her head out to look for you, because um, because it was a complete success, and I, I don't think it's fair to to have her spot you here. And I think you sort of lay low for just a second to make sure that she's not, you know, coming directly towards you before you pop out to to use this elevator, and you see her. Uh, walk along uh, the corridor there and she approaches a big, friendly-looking robot uh, that's just, like, roaming along the corridor. It's, like, humanoid in shape, um, like, big cylindric body, uh, and it's all covered in very shiny white metal plating. It's, it's uh, like, almost plasticky and, and toy-like, very welcoming. Uh, instead of a head, it's got a little, like, projected hologram that just hovers right above the shoulders uh, that shows, like, a smiling, friendly artificially generated face and you can see as it's walking along it's like engaging with with passers-by in a pleasant tone and and offering help and assistance um and on the chassis of this thing several uh large silver letters emblazoned on the on the outer surface spell out the word pal in all caps (laughs) and you see this uh MIPER employee walk up to this robot and kind of you can't hear from where you are, but they have a a muted conversation. You hear the friendly uh, electronic tones of the robot and the sort of hushed whispers of the MIPER employee. And you see that artificially smiling holographic face uh, sort of like flicker and show some concern for just a moment. And then it sort of nods and starts making its way uh, along the hallway, sort of scanning around, um, looking to... Presumably, find some intruders, but it goes uh, again. Completes the classic, It heads off in the opposite direction, um, and this woman makes her way back into the conference room, uh, and you find yourselves at the uh, elevator to the executive floor.
5: All right. Well, executive floor. This, I mean, part of me was hoping we'd stumble onto info about Nick's dad, but like Juniper said, we can probably find everything we need to know if we just get. Tristan Voss's personal cell phone. The, the gravity of that is, is striking <laughs> her, she says it out loud.
3: I think I can get it. I think. Incredible. I
0: feel like if there's any stuff that might be about my dad, it, it, it could even be locked up on these higher floors anyway. I don't know that it'd have any of their their more sensitive data in, let's, in the lower uh, let's reaches go then. here.
2: And uh, presses the door open button. I think as you go to access this elevator, there's like a, a touchscreen interface there and uh. It, it's asking you to select what floor you want to go to. And you can see immediately that like uh, floors one through four are are like big green friendly buttons and five through 20 are uh, grayed out and, and seem like you would need to maybe have some sort of clearance here.
3: I have an ability called Astral Intake. Mm-hmm. Roll to pull a unique item from the multiverse like Antitoxin and Alien life form. Or the exact key card you need. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, perfect.
2: Yeah. Let's get that roll.
3: Alright. Chill's always rolling with two. Let's see how this goes. Actually, can I take a hype? Yeah, yes, please.
5: Please. Yes, Let's not <laughs> have take a ass hike, take in take this. Out. We'll take as many die and dice as you need.
3: Alright. Uh that's a five. That's
2: double fives. Ooh, Ooh. mark your style. That's uh that's a mixed success right there. So you reach into your bag, and uh, with the successful part of this mixed success, uh, you are able to procure a uh, key card emblazoned with the MIPR logo. You you tap it against the the surface of the the interface here, and suddenly those grayed out floors go from gray to green. Um, you are able to uh, access whatever floor you need to go to. I think you still don't necessarily know exactly where everything is, but like you can probably make some educated guesses as to where you might find what you're looking for. Um, the mixed part of the success, I think has got to be just that, that uh, pal robot um, you've had to sort of come out from around the corner in order to access, like you you were able to see the elevator from the catwalk. Uh, it stands to reason that you are now somewhat exposed uh, and you see this thing, see the group of you, see Elliot reaching into the backpack and pulling out the key card and The, uh, the holographic face does that same thing where it, like, glitches, flickers, look of concern, and then it disappears entirely. And this, like, friendly-looking humanoid robot, it's sort of like its whole chassis sort of rotates and flips back on itself and goes from being, like, bipedal to, like, the arms fold back and up and around, and it's now on all fours. <laughs> and you have triggered uh, this uh, this personal assistance liaison bot has transformed into a predatory assault legion bot. Uh, Pal has two meetings. <laughs> <many. laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and you see it start making its way towards you. Uh, go 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 go! <laughs> boop the card! Boop the card! Boop the card! Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. What what floor are you saying you're going to? Twenty.
3: Yeah, she she's got to be on the top floor, right? Oh, we're going right to Tristan right first.
0: I, I oh, do. You do you have a better idea? Where'd you want to go next? Uh, I don't
3: know. Unlucky thirteen.
2: <laughs> Love it. Smashes thirteen. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like you you can probably assume that Tristan's gonna be on. A higher or if not the highest floor um but you've also got this this robot hot on your trail that you may want to want to lose and not lead directly into tristan's i don't mean i don't want to tell you your business so um you you mash the big 13 uh the elevator arrives and you're able to slip inside and hit the door close button just in time you see this thing like skittering towards you on all fours at at an uncomfortable and like Alarming speed, um, but the door is closed, and like you see, that it reaches out a single robotic appendage, but it, the door is closed just in time, uh, and the fingers don't make it through, um, and the elevator begins to ascend. That was a close one,
3: uh, 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 Robo Yikes Gang. That was close. Great, great progress, team. <laughs> I'm basically hoping to do that same thing with her phone. Um, I don't know if it'll work, but. Oh,
5: just like pull t- pull it out of her purse through your purse? Yeah, basically.
0: Actually, that might be really handy, but both for acquiring the device and also maybe maybe causing some sort of distraction for, for Tristan to leave her office. She realizes the phone isn't there. She, she might be drawn out to look for it.
5: I was actually going to, uh, after the other one, does it work the other way? Is it reversible? Can you put it back without anyone noticing? Oh, I don't know about that can you put a specific item into the universe? I mean, once you're (laughs) holding an item, it becomes specific.
2: Uh...
3: I feel like you would need another Voidware backpack for that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, the elevator dings uh, and opens onto floor 13.
0: I think as Nick uh, steps out of the elevator onto the 13th floor, uh, he starts pulling off the doorways hoodie. Uh, These are really great, Elliot, but at this point, I think that robot's probably on the lookout for... Three doorways teens now.
5: Oh, I hope they gank someone on the
2: tour. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh you exit out onto this floor. Um, and I think you're all like a little cautious because you, you know, there was a doorways group and there was a, a security robot, and you're everyone's kind of been on high alert since you've gotten here. The floor you exit out on, there are a lot of people here, but none of them are are paying you any mind. The elevator opens up onto uh what is essentially a maze of Uh, workstations, um, like cubicles, but rather than like little, uh, uh, you know, wall dividers separating uh, sit-down desks, you see a bunch of employees standing uh, within like three-dimensional 360-degree hollow displays. So they're each of them has their own little square of floor and around them is like minority report style floating computer imagery. And they're all like moving their hands and swiping and scrolling uh, at their at their standing hollow desks. Um, and you, you get the sense that all of them are sort of wrapped up in their work and don't really care that you're here. They're all doing their own thing. Do they
0: is it just like images floating around them or are they standing in space and they all have like VR rig headsets on?
2: Uh I think they. It is like we. You can see the images as well. Like that. No. No headset required. It is all like floating uh, holograms. Is there
0: anything as we've come out in this entry area, uh, like written on the walls, sort of describing what this floor might be, or any sort of like directories, or like these offices can be found on this floor,
2: kind of things. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Um. So you guys are on floor thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do find exactly that a directory that you can uh you can browse through here next to the elevator there's there's 20 floors worth of stuff you see you know one floor is labeled that it's uh uh, full of nap pods uh where employees can enter hypersleep uh (laughs) you see one of them says that it's a recreation area with a zero g trampoline park uh (laughs) you see the you know the courtyard with the the interdimensional portal-based restaurant um there, there's one floor that is uh, a dodecagonal platform uh specifically constructed so that it can be uh, it can have more corner offices it's it's all corner offices because there's <laughs> more corners than you would normally have um, uh, the floor you're on i think is just like a general workspace um it like I, I i don't know i don't work in office jobs so i'm trying to think of like what would you call like the area with all the cubicles it's it's the bullpen sure it's the bullpen i like that and I think you, you confirm your suspicion that, uh, yes, Tristan's office is, is on the 20th floor. Um, there are presumably a bunch of others, because I don't think I said 20 things just now. So is there anything in particular you're looking for? Records? Yeah, archives. Archives? Anything Ooh, that archives, thing? records. Yeah. Yeah. They're on... Uh, hang on, I'm going to grab a D20. Because <laughs> we said there were 20 floors, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. 13. Fifth, Lucky number. Floor. 13. <laughs> Uh, 15th
5: floor, two floors up.
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
5: Nick, it's your call. Do we want to hit records or do we want to um, go right to Tristan? But I, I definitely think that jumping off on
2: 13 was a great way to shake that weird robot. I think behind you, you see that the elevator you stepped out of, like you went from floor three up to 13. I think that the elevator closes behind you and you see the number above it descend 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3 and then start ascending back up.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's take the stairs.
2: Yeah, e- even if there weren't stairs
0: going beyond the lower floors to here, surely these ones will still connect to some degree. We can probably get up two flights. If there's stairs, I'm down. I just don't know where they are.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll give you that there's stairs. I think they're on the far side of the office here, so you're just going to have to make your way through these workstations.
5: Can we hoverboard through the workstations? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So I thought you were asking your teammates, but you're asking me? Yeah, you got my permission. <laughs> um, and
0: so did you Did you say we can see them across the way?
2: Yeah. Uh, then I think
0: Nick is just going to try and teleport us all the way across to those stairs.
2: Oh, dope. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to require a roll. But if you're successful, you'll put some distance between you and this, uh, and this pal bot for sure.
0: Uh, so yeah, Nick is going to try to use his slip rattle uh, to teleport all of us over there. Uh, And I think I'm going to throw on one of my smarts kick as well as one from my device. Uh, And I will take a dare here. I'm going to mark a trouble to take a dare. uh, And because of double dare, I'll get two extra d6 on that. Um, Where are we at with hype dice at this
3: point? (laughs) I think we have one left.
0: Gotcha. If it's all right, I will use that last one as well. So I'll be rolling four d6 uh, with two kick. And I want to try and look cool on this, I think. Uh, So I will roll that now. Double sixes. Beautiful. Uh, I think Nick, classically, he's got to yell something out. He's not going to do it super loud because they're trying to be a little sneaky at least. Uh, But he's just going to very quietly yell, Nekatana fifth form, kinetic flurry, multi-rattle rift. And uh, with that, (laughs) uh, kinetic flurry is the one where he usually does a bunch of quick slashes. And this one will cut three perfect little slip rattle holes for all of them to jump through.
2: Uh, beautiful. You do that. You leap through these uh, slip rattle portals and emerge at the stairs, and you're able to duck in. You see the elevator uh, ding. I think maybe you like close the door behind you, but it's got one of those like you know the tall skinny rectangular window that stairwells have. It's got one of those, um, and you're yeah. able to see that uh, pal robot exit the elevator, scan back and forth doesn't seem to see what it's looking for, and then just begins sort of, like, skittering its way through the maze of cubicles looking for you guys. Um, but you're already in the stairwell.
5: <laughs> Great move, Nick. That was quick thinking. <sighs> and not a moment too soon.
0: We just barely got away from that. Did its chest say PAL? Did it just say PAL on there?
5: Yeah, I wonder what it's an acronym for.
3: <laughs> Personal ass licker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would have said pretty amateur lackey, but Yours is ruder, so I think that's a better insult.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ! That is an actual acronym from my childhood. You're all welcome.
2: Wow. <laughs> Boy. Uh, with that, I guess we cut over to Dimension Our heroes make their way up to the 15th floor record room, and we're gonna cut over to Dimension M, baby. and Chester, uh, you've hacked the system, you're, you, you've, uh, accelerated your surroundings into a reality channel surfing nightmare, you, you have a line on the exit, you, you've glimpsed, uh, where you need to go, uh, there are still two robots in your way, uh, there are still two letters left on your progress track, what's the play? Oh, and there's a a ticking clock, there's a self-destruct sequence that's been initiated, (laughs) so, Mm -hmm, uh... mm -hmm. Make it a a good play, because every failure gets you one step closer to uh, uh, destruction. No pressure.
1: Oh, we gotta move, we gotta move, we gotta move! And Angus runs and grabs his hoverboard and is gonna get ready to teleport.
4: Chester, in this moment... Because, you know, we've all had montages, but that's from our perspective as players, like, you know, uh, uh, taking in. But Chester... This is the first time he's witnessed a montage that's not been in a movie. Mm -hmm. But Chester Mm. somehow in the core of his being feels at home, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, is able to kind of ignore it all a little bit of it's like this hyper focus. And he realizes like this is constant, uh, that robot's constant, this robot's constant, the, the exit's constant. So he's able to, like, okay, kind of ignore all the montage. So he's just going to, uh, run forward, kind of like as each different reality comes into play, interacts with it. So, like, it turns into the, um, all water, uh, space of, uh, Desnene, I believe that was. Yeah. And, like, uh, swims through it for uh, like a split second before he starts running. And, uh, and then he, like, there's a moment where it's that ribbon dimension uh, uh, as it's like kind of twisting around. And then it f- flips to another one. And he's just kind of interacting with each one independently. And he's uh, grappling with it. And he's just going to fight the two of them. I'm going to add some kick on this. This is going to be uh, like uh, fr- from his grit. He's Mm -hmm. going to fight his way through this. Um, I'm gonna, I I use an extra die from Grit as well. So I got 2d6 and I'm going to use the kick to kind of finish
2: off the track, is the hope. Uh, I get a five. All right, that marks the last two spots on your progress track. So you are both going to make it out of this simulation. That's not going to mark your danger track because it's it's a mixed success and not an outright failure. Um, However, it it isn't going to end your danger track either. That is gonna persist as you move through this dimension. You have triggered a process here that that is not contained to this room. Uh, So you you now have a ticking clock hanging over your entire operation here. You need to not just escape the simulation but escape this entire dimension uh, before the destruct sequence finishes. However, You've still got all four letters of "boom" to go. You haven't rolled a complete failure yet, so we're 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 okay. Uh, Chester, you are going to get a complication here, um, and I think that complication just comes in the form of a slam. You're, as you said, you're you're in touch with the flow of this space. You you somehow just innately feel at home in this montage. You're, you're dodging and weaving, you're running across a castle parapet in the waking pits, and then you take a leap just as it flickers and shifts to a lake of fire underneath your feet, but you clear it and you're moving along. But at some point along here, I think one of these robots gets a piece of you. I think as you're running towards uh, the big humanoid one, like you're getting ready to to give it a big old Chester wall up to the face. And instead it, it reaches out one arm and kind of drops a little panel down and creates this sort of circular, like it almost looks like a net or something. It's, a, it's an opening uh, and you, it, it looks familiar. You realize what it's reminding you of is, is the mouth of Elliot's Voidware backpack. When you look at it, and it kind of looks like it's like leading somewhere, like, like it's the space on the inside of it's bigger than the space on the outside of it. Um, as you go to up this thing, it instead scoops you through this uh, portal it has created and uh, that is the, the one and only time that you are not uh, able to navigate the terrain here. Maybe this is while it's in Calorium and it just like, it warps you across the room to another point and you're, you're caught in a, in a uh, geyser spray and singed. Oh, and then I, I, I get spit out in a different part of the room. Exactly, yeah. It Just like okay. warped you to another area, and you're you're once again able to like get your bearings quickly, but not without taking mm. a, a spray of uh, of sparks from a, from a fiery geyser. Uh, and we're gonna give you the slam of singed. Well, you know what? I would like to
4: just push right through that if I could. It's there. once per run. Uh, I ignore slams such as exhausted, haggard, poison, sickened. You know, I feel singed is in that realm. I'll give you that.
2: Yeah. You dodge effortlessly around this, this geyser um, and, and immediately uh, get your bearings back um, and, and resume your, your run here. And I think in navigating this terrain and fighting these robots, you not only make your way to the exit, but you like clear a path for Angus as well because you did wipe out the entire track. Um, so Angus, if you're, if you're following along here, you now, you, you've got a straight shot to the exit as well.
1: Uh, yeah, you just hoverboard right on through then.
2: Sweet. Um, we get, we get this beautiful shot of you, like, hoverboarding in a line as the environment around you, uh, goes from open pink sky to, uh, glitched out logic mess to, uh, fun-looking beach party to, uh... (laughs) grimy skyscraper pedway, uh, but Angus is just on a constant path. Little by little, you work your way through, and and one way or another, you both find yourselves at the exit to this room. You have successfully cleared the progress track.
1: Hooray! You did it.
2: Chester gives a high five to Angus as we uh, then proceed on into the next room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, high
2: five. High five! You emerge from the simulation out into a room full of uh, various computer terminals. It's very dimly lit, um, and you don't see any people around. Uh, You get the sense that um, wherever you are here might be uh, largely, if not fully, automated. And uh, yeah, you you do still see, like, you, you navigated your way through the simulation, but you didn't actually destroy those robots, so they are still, like, on your trail here. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Are you? Do you want to try to take them out? Do you want to secure the door behind you? Do you want to make a run for it? What's uh? What's the next move?
1: Ooh, I I have a thought for mm-hmm. how to potentially deal with these robots. Yeah, because we have established that Angus has been traveling in a straight line from mm-hmm. this simulation room into the other room through the doorway. Yes. I am assuming that these robots are following Angus in Mm. this straight line. Sure. I am wondering if I can use my causality hoop to skip back in time a few seconds, redirect them, because if Angus goes back in time, he's going to know what flickers next and see if he can redirect them just as the dimensions shift so they just fall off a cliff or something.
2: Mm. Oh, incredible! Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. How does uh, give me the give me the text of that ability?
1: Causality hoop mark one boost. You can roll to skip back in time a few seconds to retry an action or warn some of a, someone of a slam. In which case, I'm not really retrying an action so much as uh, retroactively uh, injecting an action. <laughs>
2: Yes, no, this is perfect. So, like, you're, you're making it out of the simulation in one way or another. This is not gonna, like, cause you to, to not be able to escape. Um, but it is gonna allow you to try and deal with this threat. If you, if you are unsuccessful in this role, um, I mean, if you're really unsuccessful, you might mark the danger track. Um, you are still going to maybe have some robots to deal with. But mm-hmm. if you're successful, you might completely take out uh, these two bots that are pursuing you. Yeah, beautiful use of this ability. I love it. Let's get a roll.
1: Okay. I am going to take a dare. I'm marking a trouble. I'm going to get 2d6 because I also have double dare. It was originally a guts ability. Yeah. Hey. And... um. Man, it's it's too good to not look cool. Like, when I <laughs> attempt to look cool, I get to refill a boost, even if I fail, and I get 1d6 for looking cool. How can I not look cool, fam? How can I not?
2: That's fair.
1: <laughs> I got a six. Yeah.
2: Beautiful. You can tell me how this dispatches these two robots. You have the entirety of the multiverse at your disposal here they are technically still within the confines of a physical room, so I feel like falling off a cliff maybe doesn't make a ton of sense just because, like, where did they go? Um, but if you want to tell me how the they form. get uh, uh, smashed, uh, <laughs> melted, zapped, etc., yeah, you're, you're a complete success. Or, or let me know if you want me to, to narrate it.
1: No, I, I got this. I'm going to okay. come up with something real good. You had described this as, as basically an empty room with pillars as, like, the main, the only other real, like, feature of the room, right?
2: Like, pillars, platforms, uh, you get the sense that maybe stuff can, like, come out of the walls or the floor if it needs to, to simulate different terrain, like, it it looks like it's all very, like, movable and adaptable, um, yeah.
1: So, the first time that Angus went through in a straight line, I think at the very end, it was Vestiche into Desneen. And so he was coasting through the pink sand dunes and then Desneen, sort of the water kind of came in on either side and just like closed in just as he went through the doorway. So on his repeat, he veers off to one side and goes up an incline in this room that now, as the dimension of vestige, looks like the overpass. Mm -hmm. and he can even see the other side of this crumbled overpass. Uh, And he's hoverboarding. Uh, He can't help it, this is the looking cool. Uh, Just like on their very first run, he ollies up, pulls his hoverboard out, starts running, they're following him up. At the very last moment, he uses his midsoles and bolts to the side and basically bails off the side of this overpass. The robots carry on just as it flickers to Desneen, and they uh, crash into uh, the side of a giant dodecapos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yes! <laughs> uh, this uh, a tentacle comes lashing out and grabs them and just begins to squeeze. And you can see them sort of like different little paraphernalia popping out of panels on the sides of the robots as they try to do, you know, use some some cool trick against like can they can they use a. a Reality cannon ability, or a backpack ability, or or any of those, and it it does the the just squeezes them and crushes them uh, until they both power down. Beautiful, I love it.
1: And Angus goes, uh, drops down, uh, uh, brings his hoverboard back underneath him, uh, and and skates on through the doorway.
2: Beautiful, you make it out the other side, uh, and I think yeah, as as described a moment ago, you. Um, you find yourself in a room uh, full of computer consoles, dimly lit, not no one around to speak of. Um, and just as it maybe dawns on you of like, okay, where do we even begin to look? Uh, you notice a, a big reinforced door labeled vault. The High Forester lies in a heap, his robes scorched and singed. He tries to pick himself up, to get back on his feet and continue the fight, but his muscles scream out in protest. He looks out across the carnage. His order is more than a match for these Miper machines, but there are only so many arborists and the machines just keep coming. The phase dragon twists through the sky, enveloping the entire battle, unleashing beams of white hot plasma and swooping down with lightning speed to devour its unsuspecting victims. The great glass ring, once nearly invisible, is now cracked and scorched, melted and warped, and streaked with blood and oil. Little by little, the tide of the battle has turned, and the High Forester lets out a long, painful sigh as realization dawns on him. Miper is going to win. Suddenly, a furious cry echoes out from behind him, and the High Forester turns just in time to see a young, copper-skinned, thennest emerging from a portal, wearing a tattered denim vest and intimidating combat boots riding atop a hoverboard. She raises her gravity beam and fires at the surface of the ring, using it as an anchor point to swing out and launch herself upwards, hurtling through the lack of atmosphere. She slams into the side of the phase dragon, barely keeping her footing but somehow managing to grind along the ridges of its serpentine back towards its head. She flips a switch on the side of the cannon and levels it at the blinking MIPER hardware lodged in the dragon's skull. With one shot, she obliterates it, sending out a shower of sparks. The dragon reacts immediately, whipping its head around towards the MIPER portal and begins charging up another ionized blast. Savitri lets out a cheer as she wraps off the skull and hurtles back toward the ring, directly into a crowd of MIPER robots, firing wildly with her gravity beam and her ray gun. The high forester smiles and slowly rises to his feet. The battle isn't over yet. So Lake, Nick, and Elliot... You've successfully lost your, your, uh, the security robot that was on your tail, and you've made your way up to the 15th floor through the stairwell, and you emerge into uh, the records floor, the archive. I don't know what you were expecting to find here, if it, you know, rows of file cabinets or bookshelves or, or, or what, um, but what you see when you emerge from the stairwell is, is just rows and rows of servers. And you realize that that uh, a lot of Miper's My- archive, maybe all of Miper's archive, is uh, is digital. They're they're too too cutting edge to keep paper records in boxes or anything. It's <laughs> it's uh, rows upon rows of servers in here. Uh, but you do see at the far end a floating silver orb, which uh, you you may recognize from from previous trips to Miper headquarters or from your time at uh, at the Miper sponsored uh, multiple loser. Uh, You see just a a floating silver featureless orb uh, that as you exit the stairwell kind of uh, rotates up and and perks up a little bit and is like, oh, yes, uh, can I help you with something? Mm. (laughs) Nick sort
0: of starts taking a few steps forward away from the other two. And as he begins to reach for his Negatana in its sheath, he begins to speak and his voice almost takes on a bit of a weird reverb as as he speaks out, Negatana 10th form, subdimensional slice.
1: Ooh.
0: Uh, and I want to try and use a new ability of mine, subdimensional edge. You can roll to temporarily slice entire dimensions off of a target, such as turning a 3D object 2D. <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> so, go. T- turning this orb into just like a flat disc on the ground, essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. But yeah, uh, with that, I am going to, you know what, I think I am going to mark trouble to take another dare, and mm-hmm. we'll double dare, that's a good good old way to generate some dice, folks. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's a good way to do it. Game the game. Uh, and I will add another die just from my uh, boost pool for the sword, so I will be rolling 4d6. And ooh, can I, I haven't actually rolled, can I throw a kick on there as well? Is that all right? Sure, sure, yeah, make it
2: more like, what I was like well, is there dimensions? something you're trying to attempt with the uh, achieve with yes. the yes do you want me to say that <laughs> now or after Unreal? no 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 no, you can save it okay
0: there's a six in there
1: yes.
2: So this thing is floating lazily towards you like, I'll, I'll just need you to boop your key card, and then I can help you with whatever you should happen Nick, to Nick, like, need, but-
0: draws the blade from its sheath vertically past his face and as he finishes speaking, just does a big one-armed swing directly straight down in front of it and a weird wave of almost like really deep red energy, it pulses out in the form of a slash, hits this thing, and it just flattens and falls to the ground like like a, a disc and just sort of does like the wobbling Like a hubcap. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, and with that kick, I was hoping that if it had any sort of access port to it, that would still be accessible even though the rest of it is flattened into two dimensions.
2: <laughs> Yeah, uh absolutely. I love that. <laughs> I think this is how we're gonna play it, because your your ability specifically states that the target recoheres after a minute or two. It's not pleasant, but mostly harmless. Yes. So I don't think this like it doesn't, you know, crush all the the workings of the robot or anything. Uh, it just it just you've sliced off one dimension of its reality and it is now two-dimensional. Um uh, wow. so yeah, it's laying on the ground and and you can see that there is uh like a I don't know how exactly like can you plug a cable into a two dimensional. That's why
0: I was like based on the kick that would the port would stay yeah. three dimensional. Can I, I
5: can I offer it? Maybe it like so that the port would have been on some part of the surface. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you squish it to a disc, the port is still sticking out the end of the disc, uh, like a almost like a whoopee cushion's. Oh,
0: know, I tail. just managed yeah. to take away the dimension at the right angle that that still stuck out. <laughs> I yeah, love or like that, a,
2: like a balloon hole. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. perfect. You out a balloon. Uh yes, that is exactly what happens. It's a complete success. So yeah, everything you want to happen happens there. I do think that while you're doing this, you still hear uh, the sound of this orb being like. Well, that was that was that was not necessary. I was I just needed you to boop your car. I don't know what to. Uh, hap- and it's just gonna continue to like mumble. Uh, it can't like move or do anything. Um, you have uh, complete access to it, uh, but it's not gonna be quiet and cooperative about it. <laughs> uh,
0: Nick continues walking over, picks up this uh, now disc orb from yeah. the ground, uh, and plugs in that remote access bit that he had uh, talked about to Juniper before. And I think if, if did we have any sort of communication with Juniper, would I just have to call her?
2: Yeah, I think just your M phone would be the way okay. to communicate.
0: I he pops out the M phone, calls up Juniper, and he's just like, "Hi, Juniper, I've linked you and I need you to start making a search now."
5: As you do that, Lake Lake sort of slaps Elliot on the shoulder and is like, like like a tap, and it's just like, "Oh, I see. He was he was trying to expose the port. That makes sense. I think he's gonna fight that thing. That was weird, but that makes sense."
2: <laughs> the orb would uh the disc would disagree but that's okay <laughs> um <laughs> juniper on the other line is like uh yeah uh just just give me a second here um we might not have a second juniper this thing is going to recohere in who knows how long i need the search so you've plugged in a receiver that is now connected to her her console which is your dad's old laptop uh, yes. I'm, I'm understanding that correctly perfect um yeah wh- uh, yeah okay i'm i'm online here what what am i searching for my dad, Juniper. What's his name? Andrew Lowe. Um. Yeah. Okay. And you hear like clacking on the keys. Um. All right. Let me just. Uh. Okay. Let me. Come on. It's gotta be there. It. Come on. Something. Something. Uh, yeah. I. I'm, I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm, she'll, uh, she'll find it.
5: And like, Lake puts her hand on uh on Nick's back, and I think well, Juniper's looking uh for this uh just to. You know, can tell. uh, You know, I I don't think I've ever heard Nick use that tone. Mm -hmm. Um, is going to use this opportunity to do a pep talk, uh, and it's it's going to fill the team hype dice. But it's uh, it's going to be to Nick specifically. Mm -hmm. Nick, you're you're crushing it. We're gonna we're gonna get it. Look look how far we've come. No no time to to lose our cool now, pal.
0: No, but this this might be the only chance, and we've come so far. Breathe,
5: Nick. Breathe.
2: (sighs) Juniper, is there anything? Yeah. Um. Sorry. I. I the the whole name didn't didn't bring anything up, but um I I, I tried searching them separately because I, I I didn't want to disappoint you and um I there, there was a there was a hit for low there there was I, I mean a, a few hits some some unrelated results I had to parse through there's some some employees that you share a last name with there's some misspellings in in like inter- yes but w- w- what's
0: what's what's the hit
2: what do you think is the hit it's it's not your dad's name it's it's your mom's it's a it's a receipt for a payment made out to your mom from myper Nick it's ten thousand oh. dollars it doesn't say what it's for I'm sorry that's that's all it it's it's just the receipt there's no context what
0: can you can, can, can you can you send, can you send me the file can you can you
2: yeah I'll um I'll I'll, I'll what do we what do we call it when we use my page to message I'll MyPage it to you
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
2: yeah you get a notification on your phone and you can you can see there the the receipt and that's exactly like juniper said
0: but but this doesn't make any sense why would the, 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 there's no no other files there's no the, they, they didn't find his research they, there wasn't anything about my M- trying to they, they didn't they they weren't surveilling him they weren't I, 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 I thought this was gonna g- give me something. I, I thought I was gonna f- find a lead here. I...
5: Nick, you're, you're a smart guy. You, do you think maybe you can extrapolate what this might mean? Whatever happened to your dad? Your mom got compensated for.
0: Uh, what? What am I supposed to f- figure out from this? Like, it's just—it's a receipt for an insane amount of money. And for for my mom we just we just live in an apartment in Hillview and we'll, we'll, this was supposed to be something about my dad and I, I thought I'd be able to find him with this I thought maybe he'd still be there and I
5: well we're not done looking yet friend um th- this isn't nothing uh, thank you juniper she sort of says like into the phone. <laughs> Um, but we're, we're, we're not out of the woods yet. Maybe there's more answers with Tristan Voss.
0: Nick slides the phone shut, tosses the disc across the room, and just sort of slumps to his knees.
3: Without saying anything, Elliot crouches down next to him and gives him a hug.
2: I think you have this quiet moment together here, just supporting your friend in, in a moment of, of doubt and confusion. Uh, and then you hear a voice echo out from behind you saying, Oh no, you're definitely not out of the woods yet. And you all turn to see the open elevator door at the far end of the room. Uh, and standing in it is that MIPER employee uh, from two floors down, flanked by two PALBOTs on all fours that begin to advance towards you. <laughs>